0: Greetings in the all-powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's another week that God has blessed us, and we have been able to come through some perilous time. And we don't take that for granted. Had it not been for the Lord that was on our side, we would have perished. These are perilous times, and we are at a place now where we are at the beginning of an election, And this election that we have this year is very important. And I want to encourage you, amen, do not wait till the last minute, amen, but make sure you're registered and vote early. With this COVID-19 going on, we don't want anyone to have to be out there and putting their lives in danger in order to vote. So if you will, Check and make sure that you got everything you need and go and vote early. Do not wait for the day, but vote early. Amen. Let's get that in. Amen. So our votes can be counted in Jesus name. We want to talk to you today from a subject. He knew what he would do. What are you going to do? Let's head a word of prayer. Father, it's in the glorious name of Jesus we come, we bless your name now. We thank you for all those who have tuned in and we ask a blessing upon them. Visit each home and leave a present there in Jesus' name. You know the needs of your people. Meet those needs now as only you can. Do it in Jesus' name. Somebody needs salvation. Somebody need a healing. Somebody just need encouragement. Somebody needs some money. Whatever the cause is, meet those needs because you are more than enough. Bless now, we give your name, praise, honor, and glory through the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, world without end. Amen. Amen. Let's look at the Word of God. We are in the book of uh, St. John, chapter 6, and we're going to be reading from verses 1 through 6, the King James text. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee where of Trabu, and great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did, on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up unto a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and uh, the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and saw a great multitude come to him, he said to Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove them, for he himself knew what he would do. Nothing ticked God by surprise. It may tick us by surprise, but never would it tick God by surprise. He sometimes tests us in various areas to see our reaction but he already have it worked out. The disciples' first response was to get rid of them. <laughs> you know how we do when problems come. We don't want to get rid of our problem. And like most of us, they are, uh, we only look at our ability and not at what the Lord uh, can do for us. For Amen. He is able to do all things. But for the most part, we look at our ability, our bank account, what we can produce. And we never look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, The disciples wanting to get rid of everyone. Amen. Can you imagine? I was just uh, calculating this, that uh, if they had 5,000 men, and that's besides women and children, if each one of them had a wife, amen, that would be 10,000. And let's say each couple had, uh, two kids, cause you know, they didn't have birth control back there. That would be 20,000 if each one of the, each couple had two kids. And they wanted to send them back. I can imagine the panic that they much felt and seen when they seen these many people coming amen, and Jesus suggesting to them, amen, that they are going to have to feed them. And they said, send them back from where they came from, back to the village that they can buy food for themselves. They look, as you look and listen, you can hear anxiety and frustration in their words. They didn't call Jesus master. They didn't come to him with a suggestion, they marched as a group to Christ and began to tell him what to do. And don't that sound like something we would do when we get in a panic situation? But because they had been with him for some time, should not they have equally had reason to feel at peace because after all in Matthews 8 and 3 he had healed the leopard and amen Matthews eight thirteen, he healed the centurion servant without going amen to his bedside and in Matthews eight fifteen, he healed Peter's mother-in-law and in Matthews eight twenty-six, 26 amen he calmed the sea of a violent wind and in Matthews 9, 6, and 7, he healed a paralytic. We find also in Matthews nine twenty two, he healed a woman that had been sick for 12 long years. Amen. He raised a girl from the dead, drove out an evil spirit, healed a demon-possessed man, changed the water to wine. Heal a man who had uh, been an invalid for 38 years. After they had seen all of that, they came to him, uh, a man, and just say, send him home. They never thought to ask Jesus for help. They acted as if Jesus weren't there. Isn't that what we do so many times? But rather than ask him for help, they had the audacity to tell the creator. Amen. He just anointed. He's not just an ordinary man. He is the creator of all things. The sea, the mountain, the trees, and the in all living things. Amen. We can do nothing because we don't have enough. And I'm wondering how many of you out there. It's saying we can't do anything because we don't have enough. Amen. Look to yourselves and depending on what you have to complete what the Lord has given you to do. You've got to realize God realized God knew what you had. Amen. Before He asked you to do it. But he asked you to do it anyhow, and sometimes that is just to assure you having faith in him. Amen. There's a hymn that goes, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. And what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. The next verse, have we trials and temptation? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never feel this courage. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who would all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Someone says, before you lash out uh, in fear, look up in faith. Let me say that again. Before you lash out in fear, look up, amen, in faith. Uh, amen. In his first book, The Dance of Hope, Bill Frey, remember the day he tried to pull a stump out of Georgia's dirt. He was seven years old at the time, and he had the responsibility of getting firewood for the family, for the stove and for the fireplace. Amen. He would search the woods and find the stumps of pine trees. And if any of you that come from the country know that pine trees, amen, their roots because of the sap that is settling them. Amen. is some of the best thing for kindling. We used to use that for kindling to get the fire started. One day he found a large stump in an open field near the house and tried to unearth it. He literally pushed and pulled for hours, but the stump stayed where it was. It simply could not be pulled out the ground. He was still struggling when his father came home from his office and spotted the boy, a man struggling with the stump. He said, "I think I see your problem." This is what the father said to the boy. I think I see your problem. And he asked his father, what, 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 what is the problem? You are not using all your strength, he replied. The young man exploded and told him how hard I have been working and how long, and that's the way we do. We have on the tip of our tongue, if anybody saying the thing to us, you just don't understand Amen. how long and how hard I've been struggling. But the father just was chill and just sat there and listened. He said, no, he said, you are not using all your strength. And when the young man cooled down, he asked what he meant. And he said, you have not asked me for help. And may I say to you out there in Zoom lane, you have not yet used everything you got. You have to realize there is a God that got all the power in the world. And all you got to do is ask him and he will give you what you need I think it was Paul that says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto the Lord. Some of us are working as hard as we can in our own strength. But I urge you today, just stop, look up and ask the Father for help. You don't have to do it alone. Will he solve the issue? Yes, he will. The Lord has already worked out your problem, and he is just waiting for you to ask him for help. He's asking you, he's waiting for you to ask him, who is your source? You are not your source. And if you can just ask him for help, he will help you. He will deliver you. God will always take us to places and put us in situation. And when he put you there, he has already given you enough. Faith is the thing that move mountain, not bulldozers. Faith move mountain. And I don't care what the task is that you have. I don't care how big the crowd is. When he tells you to do something, he has already supplied your need. I want to say it to you out there during this COVID-19 that we are going through. Though you are shut in, there's a God that's not shut in. And he's able to help you. And to give you everything that you need. And he has given you just enough to depend on him. I don't know whether you remember or not. I was just thinking. Little become much when you yield it to the master's touch. I reminded of Moses and Moses was there in the wilderness and he was frightened to death. And the Lord simply asked Moses, Moses, what's in your hand? He said a stick. It was just an ordinary stick. But amen. God told him to throw it down. You see, what we need to do is get in some prayer and God can reveal to you what you already have. You already have enough. And what you are going through right now, God is trying to show you what you have. You are not hopeless. You are not helpless. You have a God that is ready to stand by your side and give you everything you need You need not think that you're by yourself. He's there to help you. Amen. He said, Moses, what's in your hand? He said, a stick. God took that stick, that stick. And he said, I want you to take the stick before Pharaoh. It became a serpent. Raised the stick across the lane and plagues came on Egypt. And then at the end, he took that same stick and stretched it out across the ocean and the ocean opened up, amen. He didn't realize what he had. And I want to encourage you, amen, to look back and see what you got. You you got enough. Start examining what you do have. Hey, Amen. Let God bless you. Hey, Amen. You can get the job done. You got enough. You got enough. Hey, Amen. This just text somebody anybody this um, I got enough. I got enough. And some of you are feeling guilty and think that the Lord has forsaken you, and God is against you because you did something wrong. Friend, may I say to you, God is not angry with you. He is waiting on you. He still loves you. I'm reminded of uh, Jesus, the first miracle that He performed in the book of John, Saint John chapter two. And they had run out of wine, and uh, Jesus' mother came to Him and said, "Said so we don't have any more wine." Jesus looked at his mom and said, don't you know, my time had not yet come. But Mary was smart enough to say, y'all staying here and whatever he tells you to do, do it. Let me tell you what Jesus did. He took washing water and made the best wine the emperor had ever tasted. He said, you have, amen, most of the time they put the good stuff out and then when everybody's drunk, they give them the bad stuff. But he said, you have saved the best for last. He turned wash water into wine. You got what you need. Start praying. And what you need to do is just depend on God. He love it when we come before him. Impossible situation. Because when it's impossible for us, it is possible with God. What do you have? Amen. One of the things you have is favor. Favor ain't fair, but favor is what you have. And amen, some of you might be saying, well, Bishop, you just don't understand. I've I've done wrong. I have, I know I've done wrong. I've been hiding. And now since I've been with myself, I can see myself. Let me tell you what, you have not done so much wrong that God don't love you and care for you and want you to be successful. I'm reminded of the prodigal son. This young man got tired of being at home. He told his father, said, father, give me everything that's coming to me. I can manage my stuff by myself. And then he went into a foreign lane, squandered the money. He ended up at the pig pen. And the scripture says he would have eaten the pig's food. But he came to himself and said, how many hired servants do my father have? I'm going to go back home. I would rather work for dad than work for these people out here. And guess what? When he was on his way home, The father was looking out over the horizon and saw him. He told the servant, bring me the shoes and a ring. And I want to say to you, I don't care what you have done. He have shoes and a ring for you. He got shoes and a ring for you. He got shoes and a ring for you. He got shoes and a ring for you. And I don't care what the enemy is trying to do. He loves you. He loves you. He know you've done what you've done, but you got to remember, amen, he still love you. He still want to bring you out. He still wants you to be in victory. And when things seem as if they're overwhelming you, you got a God that is able to deliver you and bring you out. Because he got shoes and a ring for you. Amen. He's not standing there with a stick in his hand, but he got shoes and a ring for you. And all you've got to do is look to him. All God wants anyhow is our attention. I'm God, I've already been God. Well, what we've been doing is trying to be a God to ourselves. But I am your God, I am your deliverer. I can bring you out of anything. I made it hard so you'll look to me. Amen, you've been looking to yourself. You felt self-sufficient. I want you to know I am your God. I am your deliverer. I can bring you out. Little become much in the master's hand. He knew what he would do. And when you got into the dilemma that you're in right now, do you not know before you got into the dilemma, he knew what he would do. The question is, what are you going to do. You can't drink your problem away. You can't wish your problem away. All you got to do is look to the problem solver because he's able to bring you out and you are able to have victory in Jesus' name. I, I challenge you today, regardless of what it is that you got, look to him. A slingshot become a missile weapon when God is with you. David had a slingshot. It became a missile that brought the giant down. Little become much when you yield it to the master's touch. That's the reason why we pay tithes and give offering. You can't live on what you got. But he said, test me with it. And see if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. I remember God told me in the 15th chapter of the book of St. John, he said, I am the vine. You are the branches. And he told us abide in me. You can bring forth for without me, you can do nothing. I hate to trust God. And friend, you need to trust him too. He's able to bring you out, give you the deliverance that you need, amen, and you can come out there successful in Jesus' name. All through the Bible, it is filled with people who didn't seem to have enough. But oh, may I say, if you got Jesus, you got all that you need, He is able to meet your every need. Let's be in prayer on this week. We're looking to the Lord that God will reveal to us exactly what it is that we have. You got enough. As an act of faith, text somebody and they say, I got enough. I got enough. Because See what the Lord is trying to do anyhow. He's trying to get us to look away from us and look to him. And when we started looking to him, he gives us revelation of just what we really have in Christ Jesus. The victory has already been won. The lamb of God has prevailed. He's won the victory. So friends of mine, I don't care what you are, what state you're in, what you've done, what sin you have committed today. If you would come to Jesus with your brokenness, he has a pair of shoes and a ring for you. He's not standing there with a stick to try to beat you across your head. That's the vision that Satan gives you to make you stay away. But he's a God of love and he's there not with a stick, but he's there with a pair of shoes and a ring. Amen. He forgives your sin. He'll wash you. And I don't care how long you have sinned. God will wash you. God will deliver you. God will bring you out. Will you trust him today? Repent of your sins. Be emerged in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit which is the helper, and he'll be in you and he will take you through. I stayed today because when I came to him, I had nothing. But he had a pair of shoes and a ring and I thank God. And let me tell you, he has shoes and a ring waiting on you. You are special. You are created for this moment and for this time. The devil meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He's set this time so that the best of the people of God can come out. We are not in buildings now. Church doors have been closed all over the place. But the real church are still functioning. Amen. Amen. We are still getting together and where two or three are gathered together in my name, God said he will be in the midst and he will work miracles. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but the first church was not great big huge cathedrals. They had church from house to house, kind of like what we are doing now. But there was miracles. There were signs. There were people filled with the Holy Ghost. There was bodies healed and they didn't have big temples. What you got is big enough for Jesus. The Lord bless you, amen, is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep looking up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Until next time, amen. Remember, he has shoes and a ring for you. God bless you our prayer in Jesus' name.